The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Unlock the power of your dreams. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome everyone to Ask Dr. Dream here on Unity Online Radio, where we uncover the truth of your dreams and reveal the beauty of who you are. I'm your host and so happy to be here, Kelly Sullivan Walden, aka Dr. Dream. And it's a blessing to be here. And I'm going to make sure you have the phone number if you'd like to call in and share a dream or have a question for my amazing guest today. The number to call is 816 816- Two five one three five 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 again eight one six two five one three five five five. So before we start, I always like to give us a little moment to breathe and just connect and drop deeply in. So when you hear Barbara Marks Hubbard's wisdom, it'll be like seeds being planted in fertile soil. So just take a big deep breath with me and release and let go of anything there. Anything that's cluttering your mind, any shoulds, any woulds, any any of the stuff that might just be static on the line, just release your attachment to it, all of it, let it go. And because nature abhors the vacuum, fill up your inner space right now with that elixir of spirit, with the unconditional love that governs the universe that is all here for you as if you were the only one here. So breathe it all in, breathe in the blessings, breathe in the wisdom and the gentleness and the awe for being alive in this present moment. What a blessing. So Allow yourself to step into this unified field of infinite possibilities where your dreams, your greatest dreams can come true and where the dreams that are a little bit funky, you can alchemize them and turn them into gold and diamonds and pearls of wisdom. So one more big deep breath. (sighs) All right. All right. Okay. So Nancy tells her Nancy T, are you with me? Thank you. Okay, Nancy T, I believe, is with me. And I, and oh, let me just tell you a little bit about the amazing Barbara Marks Hubbard, besides the fact that she's oh, one I of my greatest. Here. Oh, I'm glad to know that. <laughs> the little delayed <laughs> no, response. I'm really glad to be here. I know. I'm glad <gasps> okay. to be here so I can hear all okay. about Barbara Marks Hubbard. Go ahead. We're going to do, <laughs> we're going to pull an Oracle card at the break, like when we come back from the break. So just know that. Gotcha. But I just, I from the perspective yeah. that, so many women that I know, whether they're, you know, on a hardcore spiritual path or not, the the whole age issue is something that is bothersome. It It is like when birthdays come around, there's this, oh no, it's like I'm becoming less valuable. I'm becoming less beautiful. I'm becoming less relevant. And the moment I can feel the hypnotism of that, I think of Barbara Marks Hubbard. Literally, she's like this meme that pops into my mind and she blasts all that 
ridiculous negativity about aging away. And she gives me this jolt of joy and excitement about about growing older and elder, growing elder, not older. And just so if you haven't heard of her, I'm sure you have, everybody's heard of her, but she's been called the voice for conscious, conscious evolution of our time by Deepak Chopra. And she's the subject of Neil Donald Walsh's book, The Mother of Invention. Buckminster Fuller called her the mother of evolution, mother of invention, and we're today on the show, we're going to discuss conscious evolution, creating a vision of ourselves as a universal species, not just an earthling, but a universal species, able to heal the earth, free the people from hunger, disease, and war, and explore the vast regions of inner and outer space. Ooh, I got chills on my chills, on my chills. So without further ado, ah, Barbara Marks Hubbard, thank you so much for taking time to be with us here on Unity Online Radio on the Ask Dr. Dream Show. Welcome. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. You know, I'm a, a great uh, fan of Unity Churches. I've been at them for so many years. I haven't been there for a while, but I always, always love them, and I'm very happy to be here. I just oh, want to say and... something about the elder getting older. Is yes. I have a new, a new word for what is happening. <laughs> what is it? Anybody who's an elder during a time of a planetary shift, like we're in, if this person is alive at all, she's getting newer. Mm. She's not getting older. Because if she's connected mm. with the reality of the world and she feels part of it, the world is becoming something new. We haven't been here before, ever. Both the crises and the possibilities. So that's just a word by word of introduction. Oh, my God. That by itself, I feel like, is a... Oh, okay. We could just simmer inside of that. We're getting newer, everybody. We're getting <laughs> newer. We're not falling apart. Maybe what's falling apart is meant to fall apart. Maybe it's the stuff that's no longer needed, but there's a part of us that's getting newer as we go, as we grow, as we this glow. Exactly, exactly true. There are lots of things that don't work. And a lot like it, like some of the big healthcare industries or the big capitalists, or the things that are at the mega scale of the past actually do not work well. And then there's a lot right. of pain and suffering of people who are left out. But I'm speaking right now of the people who are growing into a new possibility. They're all over the world. And I call them new humans or mm. homo amore. They, they're filled with love, or homo amore universalis, because we're filled with love and we know that we're part of a very vast universe. And we know that we're at the edge of healing the earth and exploring the universe. So wait a minute. The older you get, the closer you get to the threshold of the new. Oh, my goodness. So just hearing you say this, I'm I'm thinking about the way that humans are many things. And one of those things we could say is that we're, we're habit makers. And it seems that when people get older or they grow, they, they make habit. They, they, it's like they pick one of the thousands or millions of possibilities and they, and they take one particular path. They take it for a ride and they ride it all the way home. And that could be the path of negativity or criticism or, 
life is scary or it's like, I feel like the path that you are riding all the way home is this exciting path of conscious evolution. And I'm so grateful. But I, I know I was talking to somebody just yesterday who I feel like as she, as she's getting older, she's becoming more and more like negative and there's more and more, mm, it's like more and more ego is showing up because she's choosing it. So it it becomes a bigger and bigger snowball and then it becomes harder and harder to stop it. So we have to just consciously choose what path we're going to ride all the way home or can we, I don't know, ride many horses at the same time or I don't know. What do you think about that? I have a, a very simple word that helps me a lot, and the word is yes. <laughs> I like that word. And the yes, I've all these years. I mean, I was born in nineteen. I was born in what nineteen twenty nine, and I come from a materialistic, agnostic, Jewish, secular family. And mm. when we dropped the atomic bomb on Japan, my father knew a lot of the generals of the Second World War. So there was a great celebration at the time of the bomb. And mm. then that's when the question arose in my mind that's guided me my whole life. And here's the question. What is the meaning of this new power, mainly scientific, technological, uh, high tech, that's good? Mm-hmm. And I got to meet President Eisenhower in 1953. He was a friend of my father's. And I said, Mr. President, I have a question for you. Just became president of the United States. What do you think is the meaning of our new power, science, technology, industry, military, that's good? And he said, I have no idea. Mm. So then I said, well, better Mm. find out. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, we. So even then, even in the early fifties, mm. it was clear that the humans were gaining new powers. And now, if you right. add biotech and nanotech and quantum computing and robotics right. and space travel, etc., what mm. do you actually see here? At the very best, you see a loving human being with the powers of ancient gods. That's what you see. Mm. Oh, say that again. A loving human being with the power of ancient gods. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's that's who we that's what we've got right now. That's what that's who we are. That's, that's what we're capable of. The yes, the yes here has to do mm. first of all with you personally. It's not only yes, mm-hmm. I am loving, but yes, I am creative. I have something to create in this moment. So that's that, yes. But then you hear that we could now have artificial intelligence, which is more than human intelligence, that we could have robotics to do most of the repetitive tasks of the world, that we could have genetic engineering to improve the fetus, that we could Mm. do space travel, et cetera, et cetera. Now, these are powers that the ancient mystics thought the gods had. Right. That's, that's what the gods did. If you remember Zeus, <laughs> you love, mm-hmm. you know, he was able to create and blow up cities and all of that. <laughs> and then if you think of, uh, well, any of the ancient myths, you have the god folks being able to have the powers that we now have. 
And this is only the beginning of the new powers that we're going to have. Because it, it, the it, entire human species is going to have either disability, dysfunction, and destruction, or new abilities, a vital passageway, and a future that you might say was inherently thought to be the future of the great mystics and saints of our race. Mm. Oh, my God. Every word you speak is such, it just takes me into another orbit. It's so, so important. And I want to underscore what you, what you started to say at the very beginning, right after yes, which is also powerful, is the whole notion of what's good about this. I heard you say this once years ago. And I've practically tattooed it onto my eyeballs. When I when something happens that falls apart, something that sh- like quote unquote shouldn't be, I hear your voice in my head. What's good about this? What's good about this? And within moments, I find something that's good about it, and I start to think that way. And it's become this. It's become a habit of mine, and I've paid it forward. And. And you even said once, for those who aren't happy with our current president, you said something like, well, so let me just ask you this and this now. What's good about having Trump as our president? Well, we know we need a better form of democracy. And mm-hmm. here, here's what I think about it. I think even not just pre- Trump is, is, is one thing that, that reveals it. But the fact is, win, lose democracy which was a great advance over monarchy, cannot yeah. run an interactive, interdependent world. So every democracy is forced to be win-lose. Mm. So first of all, in our case, we have Trump who, is, who, who appeals to a very uh, special segment of, of population that is quite different, let's say, than the Democrats. Mm-hmm. And, I just have to tell you one funny thing that happened. I mean, I have to see what you think about it. Please. Anything. Joe Biden Biden is running for president. And he Mm -hmm. is a, he's in, he's 70. And Mm -hmm. he was recently criticized by a woman who Mm -hmm. said that he hugged her from behind and kissed her head. (laughs) Right. right. Another woman came up and said he also had hugged her. Uh So then, Somebody said, well, he shouldn't run for president, given that. <laughs> and then Diane, William, Diane Williams um, said, well, he comes of another generation where they did a lot of hugging. And so mm. then I thought, you know, it's just too bad that we don't hug anybody anymore. Because mm. right. actually, I mean, and, and the Me Too generation, evidently, yeah. in, uh-huh. in its extreme version, much as I think of what it's done, is, is excellent. But it's like anything good can get extreme. That you right. should go against Joe Biden for president. Because <laughs> I tell you, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I mean, so... I, I think that's not especially about when it was fine when Trump talked about all the pussy grabbing and and all I of mean, that kissing. The, the difference, I mean, what Trump did was different. actually vulgar. Right, vulgar. <laughs> right. But I mean, right. hugging and hugging and giving. So I actually liked to be hugged. So uh, me too. Yeah. <laughs> 
But but even if you don't like to be hugged, to imagine to report that in such a way mm. that this man should not become president. Right. He's probably the best candidate the Democrats have, by the way. So mm. this this is Although uh, I, I love Marianne Williamson running. I'm so in support of her. She's gonna be on the show coming up soon and I'm I'm all about Marianne running and at least having her voice be heard and Bernie Sanders. It's just so exciting to hear them. She, she's wonderful, and I think that I hope they all take a stand for affection. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. All we need are hugs. Like if we could all just hug each other a little bit more, there'd be a lot more peace on this planet. And yeah, we should maybe ask a little permission and maybe maybe be a little cautious. But come on, I'd, I'd rather err on the side of hugging than error on the side of being too rigid. I, I think there, there are obvious limits, but the fact of, of these two, I mean, Joe Biden, you can tell, is a pretty sweet guy. And yeah. he's running for president, and two women have come up, which now may make it. So in the New York Times yesterday, well, we don't want a president who hugs. Wait a minute. Oh, oh, my God. Okay, so we have to go to, I mean, I noticed the moment my dander gets up. And <laughs> I, I mean, I can feel it. It's like, what's good about that? I mean, I guess, I don't know. Is there anything good about people saying that there's something wrong with Joe Biden? What do we do about that? Do you do you use the what's good about it with everything or just atom bombs? We have to bring up the issue and bring it up the whole way and give him a chance to speak and let these women who are uh, claiming to be so offended when they were hugged, let them speak. I mean, let's just hear them. Right. That's true. That's true. So I want to ask you a quick question. And Nancy, Nancy T, my co-host, she's, this will be very close to her heart. So maybe Nancy, you can re I'll, I'll ask it and you reword it. Nancy is, has just recently become a grandmother of two and she, we don't call it grandmother. She calls it glammy because she's very glamorous. Um, oh, but she, <laughs> so she's got two baby boys that she is very much a part of an active, active part of her life. And so many of her dreams we've been talking about are about learning to care for these babies. And, and I know one of, one of the things that you talk about is the crisis, um, like is, um, is a birth or even birthing babies is a crisis. There's something, there's action, there's things that come from even a messy birth, um, a tipping point can come can come from that. So, Barbara, before you answer that, Nancy, let me let me see if I, let me give you a chance to I don't know get in there and ask ask something that's relevant to this birth that you just witnessed and were a big part of. Even though you weren't the one pushing the babies out, but you were practically <laughs> catching them. So was that that was kind of like a crisis, a, a breakdown, breakthrough? I don't know. I'll let you rephrase that question. Oh, well, it, it's interesting because this is such an important thing to me. And I saw my daughter struggling to carry twins to begin with. And there was a point in her pregnancy where I Googled, is it possible to transplant two babies and, and put them into me so I could finish out her pregnancy? And I was dead serious. <laughs> and that's the kind of person that I am. So, you know, there's just a little crazy living in me. But I... <laughs> I wanted so badly to support her and to not see her in pain. And even now, as she breastfeeds twins, she struggles with the idea of 
you know, this is the most healthy thing for them, and I haven't quite got this latching thing down, so it's awfully painful still as they are even over a month old. And I'm doing my best to to show her the way of, of how you do this mommy thing because she didn't do a lot of babysitting in her time, but I'm also doing that let you find your own way and trying to support her in every way. And I guess I, I don't have a specific question other than, do you have suggestions about what's the best way to be supportive in a situation where she suddenly has found herself with twin boys and she's somewhat on her own with really largely my help. You know, <laughs> I've had five children and I, I was fortunate in that my births were easy. And I was at the time when you did get an epidural where you got, you got, you know, from the spine down a, a, an injection where you didn't feel any pain. Yeah. And, and then I could see how, I, but I was conscious the baby was coming out. I could hold the baby instantly. So it wasn't like a, where I was completely under. It was very, very useful, I thought. Now, a lot of women, my, my daughter did everything at home. So I think that having babies is totally normal. It's obvious we're going to be having fewer and fewer. We're going to be having children by choice not by chance. Mm -hmm. There's an enormous mm -hmm. amount of freedom around birth now. But number one, you could choose not to give birth. You can choose to give birth. You can choose to abort a birth. You can choose to live with, with somebody without being married. You can choose to be gay. And now there are all these other interim qualities that you can choose. Mm -hmm. uh, a transgender, and there's a kind of... Uh, different number of sexes that people can claim. So you know what I think, basically? I think it's passé as an interest. I mean, as, as something to be worried about. I think mm. people should be the, the gender they feel they are. I think they should get the help in the birth that they need and not try to do it all if it's painful. I don't think that's uh, better. I think that you should only have the number of babies you choose and that it is a great and tremendous joy. And that when you do have a baby and then you have a life work, you continue with both. Mm. So I would add a lot of freedom to this story. Mm. Mm. I love it. Okay. And then there's the... Then there's the metaphor that it is. You say our crisis is a birth and we're at a tipping point. And even Trump is our president. I've heard you say that he's that maybe the greatest evolutionary driver of our time. So like the bigger the crisis, maybe the bigger the evolution possibility. Right. Um, no, so I, I, that statement originally about the, the environmental crisis and ah. the possibility of the resource depletion and the, the climate change and the possible extinction of, of our life yes. support system. Okay, so that, that's right. a big one. And on the other hand, as I was saying, you have innovations, creativity, and solutions that have never been known before that give you the powers right. of ancient gods. Right. So let's say we're driven by the genuine threat of destruction of our of our life support system, genuine in our lifetime. And I'm adding to that genuine threat, the genuine potential of becoming a universal humanity capable of healing the earth, freeing the people, exploring the universe. 
And so I'm saying if you're in one of those choice points, a lot of people can see what's wrong, but they're not attracted to what's growing, what's good and what's great because they're not happening yet. They're not clear mm. or they're like high tech. You can't be just for high tech. But if you are for high love, guiding high tech, mm. Mm. if you're wow. for, for the greatest of evolutionary wisdom and love, guiding the te- high tech of gods, then you are co- becoming a new species. Is there something about something about the amygdala that is like that part of our brain that is primitive that sorts for if it bleeds it leads if there's a fi- if there's a fire truck we get ah it pulls our attention if it's dramatic then ah we get that and that fills up fills us up and love doesn't necessarily percolate our our amygdala so our amygdala seems to have this bullhorn whereas the love the higher what you're talking about maybe it doesn't get the press because it's just not dramatic enough and it isn't supposed to be um so how do we just calm down our amygdala and do is it just a training of our brain to just not go there don't don't follow the ambulance everywhere it goes like follow the love it's more subtle but more more powerful in the long run how do we deal with our amygdala well, I was saying to your friend the great word, yes. You say <laughs> yes to the inner impulses inside you to love more, create more, and be more. Yes. Everybody has that. And I think it really is the difference between human beings right now. If yes. you're totally absorbed in the negative, you will be reactive your whole life and, and you will not fulfill your potential. If you are like you and me, and you're saying yes to the impulse of creativity, love, emergence, evolutionary love, uh, innovations that can solve problems and heal the world, wow, there's never, never been such an open field for creativity and love. Never. So exciting. So in just a few moments, we're going to go to a break and we'll come right back. And we're going to talk about this um, SynCon, the new process beyond win-lose democracy towards synergistic democracy. And I also want to talk about dreams and how dreams might be helping in this co-creative culture of of genius and barbara marks hubbard i just love you so stay tuned everybody don't go anywhere and if you've got questions the number to call is 816-251-3555 we're talking to barbara marks hubbard the mother of evolution here on unity online radio we'll be right back experience the difference unity online radio The voice of an awakening world. If you've been inspired by the programming on Unity Online Radio, we hope you will give your support so others may be inspired too. This online radio network depends on the support of listeners like you to continue operating and expand its outreach. Go to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate today. 
Here's a Unity Teachable Moment with Rev. Ogan Holder, taken from a talk at Unity on the River in Amesbury, Massachusetts. Vulnerability is very uncomfortable, but as we know from so many teachings by so many people and from our own experience, the only way we will ever experience true connection is to be vulnerable, to be open. And to say, but what we say to ourselves, but when we're vulnerable, we risk being hurt. Well, you only risk being hurt, again, if you don't get a full understanding of how love works. Nothing and no one can hurt you. Nothing and no one is against you. And everything that happens in your life, as I always say, and I will always say, so if I keep saying it and you keep hearing it and you get tired of me hearing it, I apologize, but everything happens in our life as an opportunity for us to show up as God. To find a Unity Church near you, visit unity.org. For over 23 years, Liz Dawn and her team at Celebrate Your Life have been presenting transformative events with some of the world's leading spiritual teachers. Experience a Celebrate Your Life event for yourself, October 31st to November 4th in beautiful Sedona, Arizona. Explore your spirituality and open your mind to some new ideas. These events are awesome soul fests that heal and transform. Log on to CelebrateYourLife.com to find out more. Discover the path to wealth with Mae McCarthy, May 17th to 19th at the Art of Living Retreat Center in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina. Mae will share her seven-step daily practice to achieve goals in every area of your life, including your finances, career, and relationships. A best-selling author, angel investor, and entrepreneur, Mae has been building highly successful businesses for over 35 years. You can achieve your dreams. Go to artoflivingretreatcenter.org to find out more. Create a path to success and prosperity with Mae McCarthy and Abundance Incorporated every Thursday at 2 p.m. Central on UnityOnlineRadio.org. A co-founder of seven successful companies, an angel investor, best-selling author, and international speaker, Mae will help you each week with spiritual and practical tools you can use to create a life that you love with greater health, happiness, wealth, and freedom. Join the show live with your questions or listen later on demand right here on UnityOnlineRadio.org. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Dream interpretation and a lot more. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream, where we explore the beauty of your dreams to reveal the truth of who you are. And beauty and truth, they're kind of synonymous because who you are is beauty. And that's what the bottom line, baseline truth is. And I'm so excited to be having this most invigorating, stimulating conversation Earlier, I had a few bites of Jenny's Tasty Treats. She sent them to me. She had that wonderful dream. If you were on the show last week, you heard her talking about her dream, about her becoming um, successful, running from the lion and facing it. And we we tied in that it was connected to her success. And she sent me some white chocolate-covered popcorn, which is her new thing that is exploding and it was so delicious so i've got that on my brain but that's not the only thing that's making me high as a kite today it's this wonderful conversation i'm having with barbara marks hubbard but we always pull a dream oracle card and i know nancy fell off the line somehow so come back little sheba but in the meantime i pulled the card 
from the Hero's Journey Dream Oracle deck called Attune to the Call. And it's called Tune In and Turn On. And this is in perfect league with Barbara Marks Hubbard. So here's the quote is, I've been having dreams lately, drunken dreams with their particular lucidity in which the experience trail the high seas seem to call louder and louder, more and more insistently, with a voice that was at the same time music, a siren song that almost threatened me if I refused to obey its Quixotic, God, it's like Don Quixote, Quixotic, Quixotic urgings, Saul Luckman. The message is you are attuned to the sounds of your soul. And what was once a still small voice has become the loudest one you hear. You are mustering the courage to heed the call when it resonates throughout your entire body and the situation or opportunity is right for you. Foster gratitude as you do your inner work so that sweet sound of higher ground resounds throughout your being. Make room in your life for grace so the call of your highest destiny can be heard, honored, and acted upon. The dream symbol is phone call, and the nutshell of it is dreams of a cell phone or taking a phone call signify communication issues. Receiving a call is about your ability to listen and hear. If you're trying to call someone and can't hear them, consider that this dream is helping you to become more closely connected. And long story short here, I say that the wordplay in cell phone is self-own. Own the power of your self-own tower. And the mantra is when the universe calls, I pick up. And that's what we're doing here with Barbara Marks Hubbard. So the last little announcement I'm going to make is if you're if you're around this Saturday in Venice, California, this Saturday, 7 to 9 p.m., I'm going to be live with Rasuli, the artist that has done the beautiful artwork in the Hero's Journey Dream Oracle Cards. We're going to be at the Mystic Journey Bookstore in Venice Beach. So come join us. It's a free event. We'll be talking about dreams, creativity, living on the edge, and evoking and awakening the hero that you naturally are. So speaking of hero and speaking of wake-up call to the hero, Barbara Marks Hubbard, so grateful to have you on the show today. You are the best wake-up call ever, ever. <laughs> so right before um, before we go into talking about SinCon, um, you, said, you talked during the break about some very exciting things that you have coming up. So there's a book that you're working on with Mark Gaffney. Tell us a little bit about that. The book name is The Future of Relationships. And he was a very dear friend of John Gray and the Mars and Venus books, which was very important mm. in that generation in the 90s as to how you deal with reservation, uh, with, you know, with making your own relations mm. more communicative and better. Mm, so he's right. building way beyond that as to say there is a new kind of relationship altogether that is mm. emerging now, which so is not rollmate, which is a family and children. It's not soulmate, which was in the 70s and 80s, where you were there because you loved each other and it was very personal, but usually it didn't last because it didn't have a higher purpose, whereas rollmate does, you're caring for a family. Mm. So the next phase that we're writing about in this book is called whole mate mm. and a whole mate is a couple that shares life purpose in love 
Mm. And that each person's purpose is unique to that person, but when they join both to co-create it and to love each other in the process of co-creating it, you have, I think, the most yummy kind of relationship possible. Oh, yeah. Because mm. most of us are not planning to get married and have a lot of children. Mm-hmm. Most of us are easily in soulmate relationships, but they don't last. Mm. So if you want a really gorgeous, deepening relationship that will grow your entire life by being on it, we're saying we're suggesting homemates. Oh. And uh, the book will be com- coming out soon. And uh, I'll just turn that off. The, the book okay. <laughs> You're a busy and- lady. Everybody wants you. <laughs> the books will be coming up soon. And I would like to do some teaching with Mark on homemates. Oh, my God. I love it. What's the name of the book? Do you have that? Is it called Homemates? Yeah, it's, it's the future of relationships. Future of relationships. To Homemate. Yes. Oh, that is so juicy. That I'm is teaching around that. I love that. So is there, let's see, is there... So if somebody's hearing this, I mean, I feel like I'm lucky enough to have that with my husband, Dana. We, we connected because of creative projects that were, that were very purpose-oriented, higher purpose-oriented. And then we fell in love. And See, it was exactly what makes it happen. And, and I'll, it, wasn't just, it wasn't just like sexuality. It wasn't just, wow, you're hot. Oh, okay. Because I feel like that that's, I've had that and it doesn't last. It doesn't last. So go ahead. What were you going to say? Sexuality can be in the whole mate, but it even is deepened because you have something that, that perpetuates your relationships and makes the relationships at the growing edge ever more exciting. Mm. Oh, my. Okay. So we have a speaking of exciting. Alana Pratt is with us. Oh, my Lord. I'm so excited. Alana Pratt is a delicious, juicy friend of mine who is a a relationship and sex and relationship expert, among many other things. So, Alana, do you have a question for Barbara Marks Hubbard? Welcome to the show, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yes, Barbara, you're amazing. This whole mate. I call myself an intimacy expert. And I've always, Barbara, had that intimate relationship. Well, not always, but recently with the divine. And not with the 10-year custody battle and the ex and all of that type of thing. So my question around this whole mate is how do we, in, on our spiritual practice, we, we can, I can feel that whole mate relationship with the universe and the divine. And yet there's a block of, like, can that really happen with a human on a planet given mm. all of the pain, betrayal, blah, blah, blah of the past? Like, it's like I open my eyes and I get scared and I close my eyes and I'm at home. Does that make sense? Yeah, I see. Well, <clears throat> if, you, if that is the way you can feel at home, that's great. But what I'm suggesting doesn't deny that. It builds on it. And the building on it, I mean, I, I had been married and I had several relationships and I had a 20-year relationship and my partner died. So I'm much older. I mean, like 84, 85. So mm-hmm. it's not the most age of women concerned about relationships. <laughs> and, when, and, when I, and I 
actually somebody said to me, why don't you uh, retire and call it a victory? Yeah. <laughs> Done a lot of big things in my life. So I tried to retire and call my life a victory. And you know what? I thought I would die. I mean, mm. I, just, yeah. I just didn't have that inner impulse. So I had an mm. interview with this young man who was in his early, late 50s, and I'm in my 80s. And he started to talk to me, and it had nothing to do with age, and it had nothing to do with actual uh, relationship type thing. It was, here's a deeper thing, the yeah. inner impulse inside you that makes you want to be more, do more, and love more as you. That is to yeah. say, your unique impulse of evolution that's unique for every single person is a vibrational field. Yes. And it's not visible. It's it's not just a, some incident from the outside. It's what makes me me. I mean, how is it I'm interested in conscious evolution? Who did this? There's an inner impulse in me. Yes. And when I met him, his inner impulse completely affected mine. And it turned it on. And since mm. I was just about at the threshold of feeling I was aging and dying, which is yeah. unusual in, in the particular way of having this kind of love affair, is I woke up. Mm. And I began to speak mainly on the Internet for about two or three years, actually, until we have, we're now running books together, homemates, soulmate, homemate, and we're, we're doing things together. And the result of it is that I think if you have a genuine homemate, there is an internal connectivity with your impulse of creativity that's inside of you. It's an evolutionary impulse, and it has a unique set of characteristics for each one of us. And if you meet somebody whose unique set of characteristics amplify your own and vice versa, yeah. you are falling in love in a different way. Right. Right. Than, than usually, and then you get attracted to amplifying the direction of the shared impulse, which is the work. Mm. Mm. And, and the work then becomes a love affair, mm. which is it's, a it's, beautiful thing. It feels like as you're speaking, Barbara, because I'm, because it's so, you know, my my husband Dana and I, he's he's not the typical guy that I was drawn to in the past, and there's nothing about him. Like if you looked at my whole track record before, and then Dana, it's almost like he's a different species, and it's because of this connection that we had that was exactly what you're talking about. This co-creative thing that felt like it became a thousand times bigger than both of our egos, our humanity, our our impulses, our pains, our hurts. So when those things have come up and they do come up, we have a glue that is so big that's, that binds us because it's this future thing that seems to be pulling us and it's bigger than, than the sum total of my neuroses and his neuroses and his past and my past. Uh, exactly. So it just feels... And it's, it, it, it didn't come in in an ordinary way. This feeling, because, I mean, my age is so interesting. I will be 90, December 22nd. And <sighs> what I've noticed is that joining genius, 
rather than joining yeah. jeans. <laughs> God, <laughs> awakening myself. Mm. Nice. And that's nice. as yummy as it gets, that delicious embodiment of that inner impulse. Oh, mm. thank you, Barbara. It's just turning me on. And <laughs> I love it. Older, I feel newer. It's not that I feel younger. Newer. I, newer. Oh, <laughs> God, that's hot. <laughs> that's so, that's so hot. I wouldn't want to be younger. I don't want to go through all of that again. I've been through no. it all. So the older you get, and if you are able to have a joining of genius relationship, and it can be between a man and a woman, it can be a woman and woman, it can be, I think it can be a small group, but certainly mm -hmm. you have to have the two or more right in there. And you have yeah. to feel that by being with each other, more of that inner impulse is turning on. And that's where the big yes comes in. Mm. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, I see that for you, Alana. Is this helping? Is Barbara adding some, shedding some light on your question? Thank you. Yeah, this is really a definition of what I am doing with intimacy that I couldn't put words to. And uh -huh. it makes total sense mm. why all my divorces <laughs> have led to this, but this isn't working. <laughs> what is possible? And this intimacy with the inner impulse, the turning on and the juiciness, the joining of genius. Uh, yeah. And how mm. our, our life purpose, it can be that work can be the love affair. And I so see that with you, um, with Dana Kelly. So Barbara, oh. thank you. I appreciate you so much. Well, thank you, Atlanta. Thank you for your awesome question. Oh my God. You so contribute all the time. Thanks, Atlanta. Join us on the show anytime. Haven't published the book yet. And I would like to be able to send it to you as soon as we have and do oh, some Barbara. type of speaking or course on it. Yes, I do. Yes, 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 yes. Kelly can connect us. She has all my Oh, yes. So well, as, long as, as long as I can squeeze myself into that sandwich with you guys, I want to be a part of that, however that shakes out. <laughs> just Even if I'm just a French fry on the side, I got to be around. I think oh. it will be a very big attractor for relationships. Are you oh, kidding? Brilliant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, this is what it's all about. covered in shivers. Grateful for <laughs> yeah. delicious, yummy shivers. Delicious, right. Thank more you will so unfold. much, Alana. More will unfold for sure. Nancy T, are you still there? Are you are you covered in shivers too? I, I sure am. I sure am. Oh, oh my isn't God. it inspiring? Oh. oh yeah. It makes me want to hug you, Barbara. And I know I'm not supposed to because that's not the thing these days, but I still want to anyway. <laughs> How about that? You, what, what's you not the thing these days? A bit hugging. I said it makes oh, me hugging. want to hug her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that shameful I mean, hugging! One of my, I, one I of really my favorite. I think I'm going to go around right? hugging. And I'm yeah. Say, See, yeah. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it. Next, next, really nice so sue me. Hug him, and I'm going to ask him if he's offended. <laughs> right. Oh my God. Okay. So before, before we run out of time here, you got to tell us about your planetary event and how can we all be a part of it? Bring us in, Barbara, tell us what's the next thing well, that you've got. Planetary your event is not yet in preparation, but the invitation is something that I'm, I'm just mentioning to people because I don't have a thing going yet, but here's what I see. 
and it came from originally when Teilhard de Chardin said that when the noosphere or thinking layer of Earth gets its collective eyes, it was before internet, there would be what he called Christification of the Earth as a Catholic priest. So then I began to see that now that we have internet, it is very feasible to have an event in which we're using the wheel of co-creation in health, education, economics, science and technology. There would be speaking there teachers who are evolving the system already. And they have all their followers, thousands of them. You know, like the whole club of Budapest, huge numbers of people. Mm-hmm. Everything that you're doing at Unity, I mean, we're, we're huge. And we would, mm-hmm. be, we would be online together okay. <laughs> with the people who have the most to say about the evolution of their particular field. And then the invitation is for local people everywhere to join in small groups where they would ask each other, what what do I want to create? What do I need to create it? And they would be matching needs and resources. And there'd be internet linking up the local population inspired by, let's say, a leadership population. And there would be supra-sex and joining genius going worldwide. (laughs) Wow, like a spiritual orgy. Like yes. around the world. <laughs> getting the work done. Getting the work done. And, That's amazing. And there would be a moment where the people who are telling the story of the birth of the new species would start reporting about the new species being born. Mm. Until you could finally get to a state of enough density of similar views coming out from different sectors of the wheel is that the people who are doing the invitation could say, we are approaching a planetary birth experience. Mm, Wow. So this is something that, is there a link that we can look at so we can dial in a little bit more deeply? Is there, what's the best website or Facebook page to go to? One of the things that I've had to deal with myself is that I have ideas beyond my organizational skills. But if you email <laughs> me, just barbaramarkshubbard.com, bmh, bmh at evolve.com. Just email me because you see, here's one of the things that, I'm having to do as as an 88 year and a half year old person, mm. 89 and a half year person. <laughs> Who's counting? We are. <laughs> I to myself, if you just let your so-called age block you, mm. you be doing anything that you see needs to be done. Because I happen to be a futurist, and the fact is, the things I've been envisioning are now all possible. And mm. I am ninety, so mm. God, so I am, it's amazing. I feel as though I'm aging. Not really. I mean, my body is older for sure, but I don't feel aging, and I'm in a homemade relationship, mm. and I believe that I'm crossing a threshold in human evolution. It's not I know getting you are. younger. Mm-hmm. 
it's getting newer and more. Mm, and we're joining with you. I can feel the vibration that you're on. And I, there's a particular place in my, in my head that buzzes when I talk to you and when I hear your voice and it, it's like part of this new part of my brain and my dogs are going wild because they can feel it too. It's so exciting. <laughs> I feel like we're, you're, I feel like this is going to be one of those interviews that I listen to again and again and again, because there's so much to unpack here. We've got, let's see, Marla's got a quick question. Marla, welcome to Unity Online Radio to Ask Dr. Dream. We're here with Barbara Marks Hubbard. Do you have a question for her, Marla? Are you there, Marla? Uh, oh, this is Maria. Yeah. Oh, Maria. I'm sorry. You. It's an I. Maria. Maria. What's your question? Yeah, I, well, actually, I no, I didn't have a question. I, I love hearing what Barbara has to say. And thank you so much. I'm amazed. I'm amazed at everything. And mm-hmm. I, um, I'm I'm supposed to call in to speak with Temple Hayes. So this was the number that they gave me. <laughs> Oh my God! Oh, that's so bizarre. Okay, well then you can. I'm going to put you on hold. And <laughs> okay, all good. Nice to meet you, Maria. Yes. So so beautiful. Okay, alrighty. Okay, so Barbara Marks Hubbard. Um, let's see. You've got nine books, and I what you know in these last few minutes that we have. Um, oh, you know, one thing I I was telling people in our in the Facebook um, pre-show, I was talking about one of my favorite things. There's, and I'm realizing as I'm hearing your voice, there's so many things that you have created and that you've coined that have become my favorite things. Um, but one of them is vocational arousal. Um, you've <laughs> talked a little bit about that. <laughs> Notice the drop in my voice. The <laughs> vocational. with joining genius and Mm -hmm. suprasex suprasex is joining your creativity in love yes and of course suprasex and then joining genius is taking that genetic code that's vibrating inside you with your essence and joining it with somebody else's, it's really the next step after sperm and egg. I know, It's the next wow. step after sperm and egg. Hold on. Yes. And it's inspiring. So many people are calling. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So before we had a break, we talked about SINCON. What is SINCON? S-Y-N-C-O-N, the new oh, process beyond win-lose. I believe what is it's this? the the uh, basis of the evolving democracy. (laughs) I believe it's the basis of of the evolving democracy. And we invented it in the 1970s. And I won't tell you the story of it, but what happened was we created a big wheel at Southern Illinois University, divided into sectors like health, education, economics, and the whole social body instead of being win-lose, was in the wheel. Mm. And each sector had to say, this is what we want to create, this is what we need to create it, and this is what we want to give freely. And then we had a vocational arousal sector where Mm. people were matching needs and resources. Somebody needs to create here, I have a need, and they fell in love with each other. 
And then the wow. third part of the uh. income is you go back, you create an assembly of the whole. It's the whole social body, all the sectors of the wheel, all the walls come down between the sectors. And you just say, is there anybody who has a need that isn't yet met? Mm. When you say that to a social body that has a lot of dynamic in it already, usually somebody will respond and says, I have a need. I mean, I have a, a resource for that need. Mm. I, could, I could help there. Or let's form a circle here. And what happened was it's almost a social tenderness. Wow. Of an existing social body. On that note, for more information, people can go to your Facebook page, which is BMH Conscious Evolution. And we've been talking to the amazing Barbara Marks Hubbard. Barbara Marks Hubbard is the website. And look for her new book about, about whole mates with Mark Gaffney. Barbara, thank you so much for joining us on Unity Online Radio today. Yes. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next week. Don't take your dreams lying down. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Do you ever feel that calling that you should be doing more with your life? If you're unhappy with the status quo, I can help. My name is Elias Patras, and I'm an intuitive motivator, psychic medium, and motivational speaker. I know that feeling, and on my podcast, Your Inner Voice, I can help you answer that call to step into your life's purpose. I will show you how to recognize and listen to the signs and signals that are all around us and help you tap into your intuition. Join me for the show here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's connect, educate, and grow on this journey together.